was actually when I was thinking about him and the situation that he went through that I thought that there was a lesson in caves to learn about. And, um, and I, I'll explain a little bit more of that in context. Has anyone ever had an MRI done? Oh, wow, lots of you. Okay. I, I had an MRI on my shoulder um, just to see if, if I needed surgery. Um, and uh, I didn't think I had any kind of sense of claustrophobia or any of that kind of stuff until I was laying, laying flat down on this machine and they press the button and you go in. I think, no problem, no problem, no problem. And, and I realized that actually the ceiling is about that high in front of you. And I could start feeling my heart. And so I closed my eyes and they put on some music for me. So I listened to Coldplay and everything was okay. But um, I realized I couldn't open my eyes because I, I, was, I was feeling I was beginning to panic. And um, when I was in uh, New Hampshire, the guys were trying to get me, this was during my, my year out when I was 18, to go caving with them where they cl like, climbed through those little holes. I was like... Why would I possibly ever want to do that? Like, you're just, you're crawling like this through endless darkness. And then, oh, it's really great because you come into this bit where you, you can actually stand up. I'm crawling and crawling just for the joy of being able to stand up. I'm standing up now. I'm enjoying standing now. But that feeling of claustrophobia, that feeling of where everything is caving in on you is is not an unusual experience, and it's not necessarily always in the physical. And um, I started looking at caves because I was thinking about Keith Marsh. And I was thinking, this guy has, was at one stage the, um, a, a consultant to the, uh, to the governor of New Hampshire, looking at child, child foster care and all types of things like that. He was running a church... He had all these different things that, that he was being used by God to do. And then everything got torn away from him, and he lost everything to the point that we've got a 60-year-old a guy or a 50-year-old guy putting up satellite dishes in the freezing cold. And I'm thinking, this is a guy that's, that's found himself in, in, into a cave. So I started looking into it, and I'm not getting anything on there, Jim. It's not... No. All right, if you just click for me, um, maybe you can look at that. Okay, so I started by looking at how are, how are caves formed. And from my very little understanding of science, I could work out that is rainwater collects with carbon dioxide and it forms a kind of a, a weak acid. And then that acid starts to dissolve limestone. And so you, you see that caves are formed by a corrosive substance. And they're actually, uh, it's actually in this point, this area of decay, that I believe becomes a rendezvous for us and God. And that's, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. So I then started with the next question of what leads us into a cave? And so there's a, there's a few instances that I found in the scripture. So one of them is death leads people into a cave. So Abraham and Sarah, Isaac, Rebecca, Jacob, Leah, all taken into a cave when, when they were dead. Uh, Lazarus was put into a cave. 
Jesus was, he was put into a tomb that was hewn out, out in the rock, which to me is a cave. So that was one reason people went into a cave. Another reason was out of despair and discouragement. So you see the story of the mighty men, guys that were in despair, they were in debt, they were, they were troubled. They ended up in a cave. Elijah, when he was running for his life, he was in despair. He ended up in a cave. People end up in a cave when they're looking for safety or looking for a place to hide. Lot turned to a cave. The five kings in Joshua turned to a cave. The Israelites, to avoid the Midianites, went into a cave. David, when fleeing from Saul, sought safety in a cave. And Obadiah hid the prophets from Jezebel in a cave. To relieve oneself is also another way, reason to go into a cave. Um, that was, of course, what Saul did um, when David was right near him. Good thing that you can't smell the Bible, really. Um, then uh, another reason, punishment. So there's, in Isaiah and uh, Zechariah talks about um, going into... Uh, Caves being used as, as prisons. So as you can see, none of those reasons are particularly positive. They've all got kind of a, a negative edge to it in, in the use or why people go into caves. And I was thinking, so what's, what's our state of mind as we enter a cave? Firstly, we tend to be burnt out. Elijah was at a point of burnout. He just had that incredible spiritual battle with the, with the prophets of Baal. He had won, and then he, ended, and then he saw the rains come, and he ended up running for his life and hiding in the cave. He had spent what he had. We end up in a cave with a state of mind of being dejected or downcast, disheartened, like the mighty men that I mentioned before. Even Mary, when she tries to take Jesus to the cave where Lazarus was, she was upset. She was devastated. Or terrified. Unvulnerable. David wrote some of his psalms from the cave, and that kind of shows his state of mind. He said, I'm in the midst of lions. People have hidden a snare for me. Rescue me from those who pursue me. There was a real fear there. And if, if you think about it, David had run from... Israel, run from uh, Saul, who was trying to kill him, and he tried to seek safety in Gath. Anyone know what Gath was famous for? Goliath. Goliath came from Gath. David was this world-famous defeater of Goliath. How scared have you got to be if you choose to go and hide in Gath, where they all know who you are? This is where he had to pretend to be mad, and then he managed to get out of there before they cottoned on to what he was doing. But he was scared. He was terrified. One of the things that I find quite interesting, when I was looking at where, is, where are the caves of Adullam, which is where David was hiding, and they were so close to the plain of Eli, where David beat Goliath. And I can just imagine him up in those caves, overlooking the battle where he had one of his greatest places of victory. And now he's scared. He's vulnerable. He's lost. He feels defeated. Every morning, walking out of the cave, looking across that plain, and think, I used to be something more than what I am now. That could be the state of mind. I'm going to show you 
a video now, but one of the greatest philosophical pieces in our generation, um, Bruce Almighty. So we're going to, I'm going to do two clips. I'm going to uh, show you this first clip, um, and the, the essence of it, uh, Bruce has, um, has got to a point where he's so um, fed up with God that he reckons he can do job, God's job for him. And um, this is the first encounter uh, between God and, and Bruce. So he's just been given this message to come to this building, and that's where he arrives. So we see in that situation, Bruce kind of lays out, I'm, I'm free of the seventh at seventh. Then we're going to look at this next clip, which is later in the movie. And um, we see how, uh, how Bruce gets to, this, gets to this point out of his own choice. So Bruce was in a situation there where he'd, he was making his own choices, but yet his world was caving in. And he got to a point of desperation where he calls out to God. But what I find quite incredible is he thought he got there by his own choices and his own decisions. He thought he called out to God when he was ready to call out to God. But he realized it was seven on, on the seventh. He'd already made that agreement with God. God had already mapped that in and planned that in. God was using his cave as a place of encounter, a place of rendezvous to meet up with him again. Often when we think of caves, we think of darkness and heaviness. But when I looked into the word of, of cave and how it's used in the Bible, it, it made me think something a little bit different. And it made me think, okay, so if that's what you did in Bruce's cave time, what are you doing in, in our cave time? And so I looked in the, the Old Testament, and the word actually means to be laid bare, made naked. Now, I find that quite interesting because we think of caves, it's, it's about going and clothing ourselves in darkness and, and withdrawing, but yet it's a time of the most exposure and the, and the most presentation to, to something else. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have done decorating, but I've done a fair bit of decorating, and it's not until you start taking the wallpaper off that you can realize that it was holding the wall up. And um, it, it can be quite a painful process taking back the, the wallpaper and, it, and laying bare what was behind, because it reveals things that need to be dealt with. But no matter how messy the world can get, it can always be cleaned right up. Sometimes God uses caves to reveal our broken plaster. And in the New Testament, a couple of times, uh, they've got a couple of different words that, that are used, and one of them um, describes a cave as through which one can see. So if you imagine, like, when you're in a cave, it kind of narrows your vision when you're looking out the mouth of the cave. And it, it says, so through which one can see, it gives the kind of impression of a window that you, you, can, you can see through. And the, the word is used in, mainly in a different, different way, the root word. And it's used 59 times in the New Testament and it's to describe when God appears to someone or allows them to see something. So cave is about revelation. Before they couldn't see, and now they can see. And through, even though they're in darkness, it makes the light clearer and more striking. We think about Elijah. He saw God in a way that he hadn't before. 
Or think about Moses. He was hidden in the cleft of a rock. And what did he see? He sees God. You go into the darkness, but once you're in the cave, you can see out and see, see the light. And it makes me ask this question. Well, sorry, it makes me think this first. For us, for me, caves are about escape and despair, but for God, they're a place of encounter. He uses those things, those times. So if a cave can be a place of revelation, a place of enlightenment, enlightenment. the question is, are you facing this way or are you facing that way? Do you see the light or do you just see darkness within the situation with the cave that you're facing? But remember, change of vision is only 180 degrees or up the way. So what is his purpose for my cave time? Number one, I've said encounter. It's a place of meeting him, just like for Bruce. He'd set the date, he set the time, and he accidentally found himself perfectly in the plan of God. Or recommissioning. I've got another video I'm going to show you here. say before that. Um, so this is from Lord of the Rings and um, the King of Rohan has been, um, been tormented by, by kind of like a demon thing and it's just been released from him and we're going to see him being recommissioned. Oh. A time of recommissioning. Dark have been my dreams of late, but God did something for characters in the Bible that were at that point where they had nothing left. They'd been burnt out. Elijah was recommissioned in his time in the cave. It can be a time of hearing for a fresh. It can be a time of rest. And it can be a time for us learning to spill the beans, to express ourselves to God learning how to say, this is how I feel. I know there are times in my life where I've had to take that position of expressing to God, this is how dark my dreams have been of late. This is how I felt. And there have been times where I've said, God, you've gutted me. You've taken from me the very thing I didn't feel I could give. And I remember having that conversation with God. What are you going to fill me with if you've taken this from me? And his response was, I've got stuff for you, but I'm not going to tell you them. Because this is about you learning to trust me. And the next line was, get up, pick up your swords, and get back in the fight. And sometimes God doesn't do what we're expecting him to do in the times of the cave. But he does what we need him to do. So, when is it time to leave a cave? So as you can see, we enter a cave for one reason. He does something completely different. But then it comes time to leave a cave when called out, that's the time where we leave a cave. Like Lazarus. Lazarus come forth. He had to move. When given a new mission, like Elijah. When you've completed your previous mission, like Jesus. He couldn't spend any more time in the cave. He'd done what he'd gone in there for. 
when it's time to step in to a new promise, into new authority, into new leadership, David had to come out of the cave if he was going to be king. So my question for you today, is there a cave that you've come into? Is there a darkness that you've wandered into? Has it felt like your world has been caving in? What stage are you at? Are you just heading into the cave to begin with? Are you being turned around because you're realizing that the reason why you came in wasn't the reason why he drew you in? Are you at a stage where you're learning to speak your mind to him? To say what's, with, what's going on? David had to learn to do this. We see that through the Psalms. He used the cave time. He said, I pour out before, before him my complaints. Before him I tell my troubles. He says, set me free from my prison that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me because of your goodness to me. We've been talking about with the, with the youth and I, I've had some conversation with Jeremy about the Jeremiah 29. It says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. And there have been times when I think, you know what, I don't have a whole heart. It's been broken. It's been smashed. So how do I do that? How do I search for him with a whole heart? And the reply that I felt God gave me is, you give me every piece of it. There's no holding any of it back. There's no saying, this, this bit I'm going to keep. And there's no point in saying, I'm going to wait until I've got it all back together before I give it to you. God wants it all. Even the dust, even if we've got to shake it, shake it into his hands. He wants it all. That's how we search for him. Because there can be a point where we say, all right, well, at least this will be my testimony from this situation. That's holding a piece of the heart for us. Or at least I'll demonstrate that I've got the strength or I've got the character to survive. That's holding a piece of the heart for ourselves. That's us looking for tribute. Search for him with our whole heart. I don't want anything out of this. I consider this time to be a sunk cost, a written-off debt. If only you can be glorified. If only I can find you. I don't want to take anything for myself out of this. And the Lord says he's close to the brokenhearted and those who are crushed in spirit. It may be that you're in a stage now where you're being called out. That sense of that search and rescue man has come and found you. And you're being called out into a charge again. Just like we saw the king of Rohan being commissioned. What cave stage are you at? Does God want to teach you that what you entered your cave for wasn't what he drew you to the cave for? That actually this is a time of great advance and great breakthrough in your life and not a time of defeat and sadness. We don't know this song, but there's a, an old song we used to sing in the day. And I just want to share the words with you. Have your own way, Lord. Have your own way. You are the potter. I am the clay. Mould me and make me after your will. While I'm waiting, yielded and still. We can either be complaining or resisting the cave 
Or we can say, Lord, what's your purpose? Have your way. Bring out of this what you want. And I think it would be good that we just take a, a, a few moments to, to take seriously what we've heard. I never knew that the root meaning of cave was anything other than a closed-in dark place. It's, a, it's very revealing when you come to see, wait a minute, even in the root meaning of the word, you can see how God has a purpose. I want us to make a response to God in the song that we do know. Open our eyes, Lord. We want to see as you see. Thank <laughs> you.